Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Trinesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. To Game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them! Dating is a major fuel that drives the game. Looking for someone, looking to be someone, someone. It's the one thing to be on the prowl for, but it's something altogether to be good at it. Your man Jack has had his fair share of wild dating encounters, and tonight's guest can definitely give us insight into that world. Zach Schlein is the CEO and co-founder of FilterOff. FilterOff has been featured in the New York Times and also on BBC. He launched FilterOff as a way to meet people, not profiles. FilterOff has now raised $2.5 million from a Fortune 500 company and has run over 14,000 virtual speed dating events, as well as in-person singles events for a variety of communities. Zach's passions lie in technology, health, and creating authentic connections. When he is not working, Zach loves to travel the world, listen to podcasts, hopefully hopefully mine now, <laughs> and also work out. <laughs> um, you guys have heard the introduction in the bio. Now join me in welcoming to Game On, the hardworking, the rarely intimidated, often duplicated, Zach Schlein. Zach, how are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Very excited, um, as I'm sure the listeners are. So let's just jump right into it. Zach, what's, uh, what platforms are you on and by what username can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so filter off is on every social platform. Um, so just search filter off. Uh, and you'll find us. And where are you from and where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in, uh, well, currently living in Manhattan, New York. And I grew up in Westchester, uh, New York, so right outside the city. Okay, so you're definitely a, uh, you're an East Coast guy. Indeed. <laughs> and how did you get into the business? Because <clears throat> your your biography is is lengthy, and rightfully so. I mean, I say that with you know as being impressed by it and you kind of you know your biography has a technical component that runs kind of as a thread all the way through but it kind of has some some twists and turns here and there how did you go from you know a kid growing up in in manchester to the ceo and co-founder of the filter off 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I grew up in Westchester. I'm sorry, know? Westchester. Oh, and I just pissed off everybody in New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, not from Manchester, not in, uh, not in England, but, uh, growing up in Westchester, yeah, um, lived there and then went to school at Syracuse University. Okay. Um, originally wanted to go to law school. I was an undergrad, uh, history major. And then my senior year of college started my first startup and really fell in love with tech, um, and entrepreneurship and the, the freedom that I saw or the excitement of building my own thing. And long story short, that startup did not work out. Um, started something else, uh, ended up going for my master's in information management, really fell in love with tech. So I wanted to become more technical. And ran a few different things, one of which was a dating blog uh, to review where I reviewed dating apps and hacks for millennials. And then I also started Hinge's subreddit. So I was a big or an avid online dater and someone who uh, just really loved to understand uh, human connection and emotion, the psychology behind what makes people want to connect and in an efficient experience. And I saw the thing that was lacking was really this, or the thing that was the issue was like the swipe culture and endless messaging. And it wasn't leading to good first dates. And I ended up asking my dates beforehand if they'd be open to video chatting. Most thought was super weird. Um, but the ones that agreed, I realized like, this is the way of online dating. Like this is going to be the future. Um, unfortunately, people thought it was weird. The culture just wasn't there. Um, fast forward a few years, uh, I launched Filter Off in about January 2020. March happens, which is the pandemic. And then literally overnight, <laughs> online dating changes where uh, singles turn to Zoom um, or FaceTime. Um, and then jumping on like a video chat, it just it's really just second nature. Um, so yeah, we really took off, uh, during the pandemic, we got coverage in the BBC and the New York times. And then, like you said, we ended up raising about two and a half million dollars, um, in October where I left my day job and went full time. And now we're a team of five, but it was really the, the goal of creating a platform an app where singles can connect in a more human way. Uh, through a video first experience and really change how people online date. Now there's a, a lot to unpack there that I really want to make sure I take the time and, and go into some of the key points. First up, and I want people to really think about something that you said, you mentioned that you, you started up a company, an idea, it didn't work out and, but that didn't stop you. Like you kept going forward, you kept creating, you kept developing. What what was in you or what piece of advice can you give? You know, there are people out there who have entrepreneurial ideas, but they just never pull the trigger because they're scared of failure. I don't, you know, failures may not be the right word, but whatever for whatever reason, however you want to define it, it didn't work out. But you didn't stop after you took that hit what would you recommend the people that they can do the same thing you did and, you know, keeping going forward? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a choice. I mean, listen, they can stay in the stands and just daydream all day, or they can just be on the court. 
So the choice is theirs. It's really that simple. I like that. Stay in the stand or get on the court. I like that. Did you, and it's going to lead into another question uh, later on. Did you find that failing or that having a business not succeed? Let's put it that way. Having a business or idea not succeed. Did you, were you like, you know, Iron Man, you took the hit and didn't feel it? Or did you actually have to walk through walk through it as a human being with emotion and, you know, go through the processing of something not working out? Oh, I mean, it was just like a breakup. Um, the first one, especially the first startup, it was a partner breakup and it was just really disheartening. So I really believed that the product could work, but unfortunately the, um, the team did not. And um, it felt like a breakup. It was really painful. Um, but ended up continuing and trying something new and that new thing became my next love. So similarly to dating, kind of, <laughs> yeah, in some exactly. ways kind of forget about the last one that still hurts a drop, but it fades and you I just keep pushing. You know, the reason why I wanted to spend some discussion on that is because I, I hear a lot of people who have great ideas, but they're so scared of something not working out that they feel like that, that would be the end of them. Like that, like oblivion. That's the end of their life. If it doesn't work out guys, listen to this. Zach started something. It didn't work out, but he didn't stop and look at what he's doing now. So, you know, take the risk, start the business, read the book, learn how to cook, whatever it is, like get out of that, that fear, get out of your comfort zone and, and listen to that little voicing that says you have a great idea. Now, I like how you put it, March happened, because the pandemic flipped the game every every which way possible. It changed how we eat, how we think, how we travel, how we communicate. If if somebody is in the dating game now, in the world of, you know, using apps and technology for dating, what's the one key piece of advice you could give a guy in that world right now? Because I hear a lot of mistakes that guys are telling me about, like, Jack, I do this, Jack, I do that. What would you say? the key mistake that guys make? They stay way too long on text. They don't transition to a video chat. Mm. All right, people, listen to that. You stay too long on text. You got to transition. got to move to that next level. Why do you think they stay on text too long? Because it's comfortable. Because you're hiding on a profile picture. Um, it's vulnerable to be on a video experience. It's easy to send a voice note. Because you could delete that voice note, it's much more vulnerable to go on video and show who you are. But it's a much more efficient dating experience, and if you vibe, then meet up in person. Now, who are some of your influences, whether they be in the world of tech, uh, you know, maybe uh, in the world of just business in general, or maybe people that you've read who are, you know, forward thinkers and leaders in other uh, avenues. Who are the top three people that influence Zach? Uh, that influence me. I mean, I would probably say my parents, um, for one. Um, other than that, there's there's really no one that also comes to my or my brother. But there's no one really else that comes to my mind. There's aspects like I read a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I read a lot of nonfiction biographies and autobiographies or podcasts that review 
uh, companies and individuals. And there's like aspects I take away, but it's usually no one that like, oh, this is the person that I inspire or aspire to be or, so there's aspects of everyone. Right now I'm reading like a book on Coach K and just, he's just an awesome, super disciplined person. And that's how I consider myself in terms of being like super disciplined and having routine. And, uh, he was in, he was in army and then, uh, and then going to end up coaching army and then obviously Duke, but like, yeah, I mean, those are, there's aspects of people that I like and there's aspects of those same people that I really dislike. So what's the average time for <clears throat> speed dating on, on filter off? Like how long is the, uh, are the sessions? Uh, they're four minutes each. Okay. And do you find that there is a, is it a higher success rate that makes speed dating, video speed dating successful? Or do you find that it, I mean, it makes it unique or do you think it's that, you know, the elimination of just excess time in a situation that's not going to work or like we're not vibing time to move on like what do you find is the the key unique aspect of video speed dating yeah i mean there's a few and i think each person kind of has a different perspective or the reason why they use it one it definitely attracts a more intentional serious dater that's actually looking to meet up in person versus uh people that use dating apps like a Tinder bubble and hinge for validation purposes, uh, which is about 50, 50%. And it's reported that, uh, typical dating apps, swipe apps have about 70% are bots. Um, so you're most of the time just speaking with users that don't actually exist or swiping on users that don't actually exist. The video first experience, you know who you're speaking to. Um, it's efficient. So you don't have to have all the BS of going back and forth. Um, and time saving, right? Like commuting to the date, getting ready, commuting, spending money, and then you realize five minutes in, you don't even want to be there. So it, it takes out, it is a totally different way of online dating is a safe way, right? A lot of people say, uh, right, there's a lot of <coughs> challenges to online dating as an individual meeting someone you don't even know um, in person, you've never spoken to them. Um, with video, you get a better idea of who they are, who the person is behind the profile. Um, so there's so many reasons why it makes sense to video date. I really don't understand why you wouldn't jump on a video date before meeting someone unless you don't care about your time or even other people's time. Um, and I really truly believe the swipe is going to die. Like it, it makes, it's pointless. Um, it's mechanical. It's transactional. And it's an old paradigm of online dating. You know, speaking of <clears throat> old paradigms, and I remember back in the day of dating before there was swiping and definitely before video speed dating. And I remember the blind date. I don't know if you've ever been on blind date, Zach. I think that I is, have. Is that not one of the true tests <laughs> of life right there? <laughs> it's the worst experience. I'll just give you an example. I, there was a match, I'm not going to say names, but there was a matchmaking company and it's all blind dates. I was like, uh, let me try it. And they, they tell me about the most beautiful, incredible person in the world. And I get to that date and I'm like, whoa, I don't want to be here. Like I, there was no attraction. And I'm, and what I know, 
whether it's through data or just, I mean, really through data as humans, attraction is important. Um, blind dating, again, it's literally like slots. Like there's the occasional person it works for, and then they'll say to everyone, blind dating is the best thing in the world. But what they're not aware of, they just got lucky. Right. Right. It's like that person who's never played uh, poker before and they win. There's all luck. Or someone who picks the right fantasy uh, spreads for a week and they win their week. Yet it's just luck. Um, blind dating is silly. <laughs> blind dating, and uh, I'm sure you've been through this. Blind dating to me is very much, I, I think everybody should have gone on one blind date one time. And the reason why I say that is, it teaches you so much about whether it be humility, um, how to adapt to a social environment of which you know very little. It's not the most efficient, and I agree with you on that one. But it's a lot like as a guy, when you have to go across the dance floor and ask ask a woman to dance, or she would say no. Like, you have to experience what that's like when you walk back and you know your buddies are watching. It just grows you up very quickly, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it actually hits a different muscle. I think it's more just like going on Zillow and buying an apartment you've never seen. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it's, true. That's true. I think it's something like that. At least when you approach someone at a bar or on a dance floor, you can see who they are. You don't know the end result. They may reject you. Right. But I think that's a totally different muscle that's in play. What are, um, in the overall dating scene, you know, we're, we're in, let's step out of digital. Let's say, let's say the digital works. Let's say they do the video speed, de- speed dating and it works out and they go to meet in person. What are the three biggest mistakes and then three corrections that you could give guys, uh, in today's scene? Like in person? Yeah, in person. I mean, I would say one, I think <laughs> as a, as a man, you should pay for the date. Um, like if you grab drinks, I think it's your responsibility to pay. Uh, two, uh, don't dress like a slob. I think it's obvious, but yet some people do. Um, and three, uh, I don't like making rules that are set in stone, but there's always, uh, there's always, reasons why it could come up but like don't talk about your recent exes um those those are great points yeah those are all great points yeah unless something comes up where it's like hey when was last who's the last person you're dating and they ask you yeah talk about it don't be weird don't don't say oh i can't talk about it but like don't bring it up just to like bring it up you know the those are all great points the second point that you mentioned about dressing up uh, we had a guest on maybe last month or two months ago um, from Elevation Styles, great, great fashion expert. And he and I talked about that, you know, you have to dress for the event. And you know, he's like, a lot of people show up on dates, first dates, et cetera, you know, just like they just rolled out of bed. He's like, you want to look your best because, you know, first impression is really the first impression. And I agree with you 100% on that. Um, one last question about dating, because I, I get this question a lot from people or friends of mine and guys that uh, listen to the show. They just somehow they get out of the they get their rhythm wrong. They either, you know, come on too fast, too strong. And there's a lot of hiding behind text, like you said earlier, or they 
you know, they go from zero to 60. You know, they have one session of talking with, with the woman next to them. They're trying to get them to fly out there, spend the weekend with them. How do you just get guys to just like relax and be confident and just, you know, learn the natural rhythm of talking to somebody? Is, how do you tell people or is there a resource or a practice that you would tell people to try? Yeah. I mean, I think what helps me is meditation. Um, just to stay present, but I'm going to be honest, like it's sometimes challenging for me. Like I, I meet someone who I really like and then I've gone too strong. I'm, I'll admit it. And, but I, but sometimes it works and they don't mind it. And sometimes I tell myself like, relax. Um, like let's wait until this time to reach out. Um, I don't think there is an answer. I think you just have to follow your intuition. So I don't want to say like, oh, you come off as too strong. I don't like these blanket statements. You have to follow your intuition. Um, and meditation at least gives you a feeling of presence, which could help you follow your intuition um, more effectively. In keeping with the theme of sexiness, what is the sexiest thing about you? I would say my determination and uh, dedication and passion. And what makes a person sexy? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you could you could go into uh, just how they dress. You could go into how they take care of themselves physically. You could go into how emotionally aware they are of themselves and others. So I think it's a, a layered uh, answer. And before we go into the quick game where I like to hit our guests with uh, rapid fire questions, what's the best way for somebody to jump on the filter off, you know, start their profile, jump into this world of video speed dating right now today? Where do they start? Yeah, it's a, a free dating app. It's available on Android as well as iOS and it's called Filter Out. Look at that, folks. It's just that simple. All right, Zach, we've, uh, we're at the point now. We're ready for the quick game. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What would you name your boat if you had one? Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I really don't know. All right, cake or pie? Uh, pie. What kind? Key lime pie. Oh, good choice. Damn, that's a good choice. Who is the messiest person you know? If you can't say their name, that's fine. Mm, I had a roommate in college, and he was a total mess. Uh, favorite season and why? Hmm. I mean, let's say fall. I mean, it's just like so beautiful. Yeah, like, I mean, perfect. Especially where you grew up, fall is pretty astounding out there, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, sure. if you had to pick for the rest of your life, casual wear or business attire? For the rest of my life, uh, casual wear. Daytime or nighttime? Daytime. 
Well, <laughs> I, I, I realized this question. I pulled it randomly. I'm like, this might get, this could get people in trouble if they go there a lot. Where is the worst smelling place you've ever been? I would say there is a bathroom in Tompkins Square Park in New York City in the East Village. Those are some pretty smelly bathrooms. <laughs> if you could pick one superpower, invincibility, invisibility, or super strength, which would you pick? What does invincibility give me? Uh, you can't be hurt. Physically, um, invincibility, invisibility, uh, invincibility. Okay. And I believe I already, I know the answer to this, but who inspires you? This is actually my favorite question, but who inspires you? Mm, I would say, who inspires me? I would say my co-founder, Brian. Okay. I, I thought you were going to say your parents, but I like that. Your co-founder. Parents too. Parents too, but I'll mix it up. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the hardworking and the uh, quite innovative Zach. Zach, thank you so much. Um, once again, tell everybody where they can find you. Yep. So filter off. It's available on all the socials. And then if you search Zach Schlein, I'm also on all the socials as well. But yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, being on and yeah thanks so much for having me and let me share a little bit about myself and our business zach schlein good people um thank you for joining us zach and uh, we'll talk to you soon okay have a great one bye jack